Hello listeners, it's Adrian here from Arcade Attack and today I'm joined with Sammy Van Hartelo, the Max Payne legend. He was the chief graphic artist on the first two titles, he also worked on the Alan Wake games and he now works with John Hare on Social Soccer. So enjoy a great interview where Sammy reflects on the Max Payne IP, where it's moved, his views on a future game in the series and lots more in between. So sit back and enjoy a great interview with a true retro gaming legend. Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the latest Arcade Attack podcast. I've got another really, really, really exciting guest today on the show. We've got Sammy uh, Van Hattelow, who who is really well known for his work at Remedy, working on Max Payne, loads of great titles. So thank you, Sammy, for your time today. Yeah, no problem. Excellent. Well, Sammy, could I ask first, how did you get the opportunity to enter the, the video game industry? And do you remember the first ever game you worked on? Yeah, I mean, the first game I ever actually got shipped was called uh, Death Rally. Mm. It was actually also Remedy's first game. And the reason how I got to work on it was that I was something like 23 years old. I was still at the university at that time. I was supposed to become a good master of science on graphic arts technology. But then I became a dropout and never graduated because, well, we found it remedy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right so you you didn't finish your university course you, yeah okay no, i didn't but you but you created remedy and that went on to it's still today a really respected um yeah hugely respected uh, video game producer isn't it yeah and uh, it got actually um publicly listed like about I think it's about one and a half years ago to the uh, Asdaq Nordic Stock Exchange. Wow. I mean, it is incredible. Right, so what was your um, exact role on Death Rally? I mean, that was a big success, wasn't it? It did well. What was your role on that game? Uh, I was an artist and sort of a designer. So I created a lot of the menu graphics and then about half of the tracks the game and also I did the, uh, the all of the car uh, animated renderings because mm-hmm. they technically were just 2D rights 
and I, I'm the kind of jack of all trades kind of a person. Basically, kills people for money if needed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it really uh, was a success for your company, Remedy. It kind of put you guys on the map. Uh, how do you reflect on the game, and do you think there's room for a sequel to Death Rally? Mm, we sort of had already a mental successor to that. It was made by a Finnish company. Very good friends of ours. And they just did like an upgraded ver- version of the game. And it shipped, I think, only on PC. Right. And on Steam, I think. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, it, it was a fun project originally and so, so forth. No, good stuff. All right, I want to talk about Max Payne because uh, I'm a huge fan, especially one and two. When did you and your team first come up with the idea of making Max Payne? And was it always going to be that sort of film noir setting or was there a sort of different direction the game was ever going to go into or is it always going to be that kind of dark, edgy looking feel? Uh, It was original. Nolly meant to be a dark and edgy kind of a game, but we made something like, I think, three or four prototypes before the final game took shape. Mm. But it's... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to describe how it ended up being what it ended up being but uh, yeah but we had a a kind of a vision and uh, our uh, story writer called uh, Sam Lake yes he was like the the prime innovator behind that what the game sh- should be about and is it true wasn't he Max Payne as well was, was his face used in the game is that right yeah in the first game yes. in the first one yeah 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 but like uh, well we didn't really have a budget to cast actors or anything like so even actually Sam Lake's mother and father are also in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even the guy who was de- delivering Coca-Cola to our <sighs> office. Oh, really? He was casted as one of the bad guys. Nice. That's, uh, were you in the game, Sammy? Were, was your face used? No. No, oh. because I don't look... Uh, enough like I would be a New York uh, <laughs> like a gangster <laughs> <laughs> fair enough Yeah, but the guy delivering our coca, 
coal line for stuffing up the winding machine. Yeah. He did look like street credible enough, and we just asked that, asked him that. So could we have a few photos of you taken so you can be a part of the game? And yeah. He didn't have any problems with that. <laughs> So, That's great. Did he get paid for that, or was it just like a free thing? Yeah, he, he, we didn't need to pay him anything. He just like sat on a chair for yeah. like 15, 15 minutes so we can take proper photos of him yeah. to use as reference material. The 3D model, etc. Very good. And we did that to quite a lot of friends who looked like that. Yeah, you could be a bad guy in our game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must have been quite fun. Getting your friends and family in the game, it must have been, you know, quite exciting, really. Yeah, I mean, it was cool in a way. <laughs> Yeah, and somewhat unorthodox because there were not like any kind of professional actors or anything. But we had to do some magic there. But oh well, we got it done. Oh yeah, I I think it looks brilliant. Um, I've got to ask about bullet time. I mean. Again, Sammy, you can say I'm wrong, but were you inspired by The Matrix, uh, other films at the time? And how did the idea of bullet time come into your head or your team's head to to make it into Max Payne? Uh, I think it was our um, uh, lead uh, designers. uh, Okay, his last name is going to give you trouble as well. (laughs) A lead designer who was called uh, Petri Järvilehto. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so he got the idea that could we do slow motion time? And this was actually uh, when we demoed the game at the E3 Gaming Expo. And that was like few years before the first Matrix came out. Oh. So, so, like, Matrix was not an influence. Wow. Front. Of course. Yeah, I, I always assumed it was, but that's, that's thank you. That's good to know. Um, I think Bullet Time really adds, it's not gimmicky. Okay, I don't think it is a gimmick. I think it adds something very clever to the game. And actually, it, it inspired other games. Did you notice that, Sammy? As soon as Max came, sorry, Max Payne came out, many other games at the time kind of stole the idea. And what do you think about that? Well, that's their issue, not mm. ours. But like, uh, we actually originally got sued by. Hell, I don't know. I shouldn't have the company. Right. Maybe it was something like Warner or something like that. Oh, they. All oh, right. They were. They were. Well, really, they were angry at you for using bullet time. Wow. Yeah, because they said we've stolen it from them. 
uh, and the whole thing got settled out of court. So, but we ended up having the right to use the term bullet time yes. in games, and they uh, got the right to use bullet time on the move. Right, okay. Are you a fan of the Matrix films, or are you actually... Does that annoy you a little bit now? <laughs> you... No, not at all. I like yeah. them. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> especially the first one. <laughs> yes, I agree. The first Matrix is brilliant. The other two, not as good. <laughs> um, yeah. As the lead graphic artist, I mean, I, it's, I'd love to know, what exactly did you do in the game? Did you design all the characters, the backgrounds? What was your exact role for the first Max Payne? Uh, I did pretty much anything that was possible. Mm. So I don't have an exact record what I did because I also ended up writing the installers for the both two first Max Payne games, etc., 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 but, um, yeah, but it was a bit like do whatever it takes to ship a game. You must have done a lot, though. It sounds like you were involved in quite a lot of the first, well, the first two games especially, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, uh, I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades. Mm. I also did a lot of just code-level debugging or fixing things in Photoshop and then teaching people what they should have done, Yeah, etc. So it's ah, like, good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not very picky about what I get to do, but if it's a job that someone needs to do, yeah. Then, I mean, no one else had the time or the interest or the knowledge how to do or fix things. They often somehow weirdly ended up on my de- desk. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you, yeah, you really were a really important member of that team then to get Max Payne finished then. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, our actually our uh, project lead, uh, he made a cardboard sign to put up on my table, and he wrote on on it, "Do not disturb." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sammy's doing. Yeah, leave him, leave him be. He's got too much to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it true that the remedy team? actually travel to New York uh, to get inspiration for Max Payne, look at the backgrounds. Did you, were you on that trip? Uh, sorry, no, I was, wasn't. Uh, but, but it, uh, yeah, it did go the, ahead, yeah. Many of the uh, level designers and texture painters were. Right. We get like reference material, etc. Yeah, 
did you want to go on that trip or you not invited or you had too much to do i suppose yeah i just had too much thing to do <laughs> fair enough i heard i mean is it true sammy that the the people that went on the trip from remedy they went to some quite dark areas in new york really the gritty areas and uh, they weren't given like a nice tour <laughs> is that true yeah exactly <laughs> they were not on a tourist trip yeah. so to say it comes through i might have to say max Payne, and i don't want to sound rude here it looks like it was built in it from a u.s perspective it looks like it's an american made game and that's supposed to be a compliment because you would never know uh it was made in all the way in finland so f- i hope you take that as a compliment it's a very very classy game but you'd never know it's not made in america usa yeah but we wanted to make it look look very native <laughs> it's very very good um is it uh, some fans of max Payne uh, are quite certain that there's sort of twin peak references within the game um is that what was the big influences was twin peaks an influence on on the look and feel was there any other sort of films or tv shows that helped inspire the overall feel of max Payne? well twin peaks would be one thing on, mm. on the list to be honest yeah. i can't remember all of the other influences but yeah we basically Whenever we saw anything which felt kind of interesting, we just blatantly, I wouldn't co- call it, stole it, but... Yeah. Yeah, but we Inspiration. just copied it and so forth. Ah, good stuff. Hab- I've got to ask about the comic the comic strips, uh, the kind of comic book feel, the, the, the intermissions between levels. Um, was that a design choice or was that kind of a way to save money on cutscenes? Was it a budget limitations or how did that sort of idea come into um, fruition? Well, it would probably be a combination of just our direction and budget. Yeah, because we knew that we wouldn't have the finances to do proper, like, uh, cinematics. Yeah. But those, like, just 2D screens were um, a very good compromise, I think. I think it works well. I think it adds yeah. to the, like I said, the film noir film, the feel to it. I think it's it it doesn't water down the game at all. I think it adds to it actually the kind of black and white kind of look to it. Very cool. I actually um, animated all of those uh, screens where things pop up by like um, in parts of the screen coming up synchronized to the uh, audio soundtrack. Yeah. No, no. Uh, again, one of those things which I ended up doing because <laughs> no one else wanted to do it. So. Oh, you did the comic strip intermissions. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I mean, 
I think I said it earlier that, I mean, I'll do anything that's needed. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a very valuable member, like I said. Um, obviously, Death Rally was a big success, but Max Payne was another level. It, it was huge around the world. And I, were you surprised how big it became? Were you ready for this game to become so popular almost overnight? Were you shocked? Yes and no. We knew it was a good game. Yeah, yeah of course it was, yeah. Yeah, but like uh, we were not sure how good it would become globally. I mean, you should, um, I mean, it's amazing. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was, it really stood out at the time. It was a great game for me. So, you know, fair play to you. Um, how about Max Payne 2? Obviously, Max Payne was a huge success. It made huge sense to work on the sequel. What was it like moving on from the original into Max Payne 2? Was there any original ideas or new ideas? Or what, what sort of direction did you want to go into? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, we were able to um, improve the bullet time concept by making it kind of gradually improving by the time you were playing well enough. Then, like, uh, following that front just like a very logical thing to do. Yeah. And we were able to improve the graphics and especially the characters and so forth. Shit, I got a cat a cat sitting on my stomach right now. <laughs> Brilliant. What's, yeah. what's, what's the cat's name? Uh, this one is called, uh, in English, his name is Malty. Malty, lovely. <laughs> and his uh, sister's name is called Total Destruction. <laughs> they sound like nice pets. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're going to be six years old next month, and they are much better behaving now than they were when they were small kittens. That's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> um, yeah. Max Payne 2, I, I bought it when it first came on the PC because I love the original, but it didn't seem to, to maybe sell quite as well. It didn't seem to sort of grab the attention, even though I think it's, I agree, I think it's a better game, but I don't, why do you think it didn't quite match up at least in sales. To be honest, I don't have it, any idea. Yep. Maybe something failed in, the, in Rockstar's marketing or something, but... Yeah, mate, possibly, possibly. Um, I've got to ask, actually, so... It's a bit of a weird question, <laughs> but would you ever like to have bullet time yourself as a sort of magic power? And if you had bullet time, 
how would you use it in real life? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> to heal the world. Good. Uh, perfect. Very, very apt right now. I agree. Good answer. Try and help people. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite Max Payne game? Is it the original or do you prefer Max Payne 2 or even Max Payne 3? I would say Max Payne 2. Yeah, can you explain why you like it the best? Well, I think it's the best of those games. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Max Payne 3 was a bit of a letdown. I mean, they flew the producer of their uh, San Diego studio to visit Finland and bring a copy of the Max Payne 3 with him. It was nearly finished and just to get feedback and well, we did give them feedback but did they ever do anything related to our feedback? Right. The answer would be no. Yeah, I I haven't played Max Payne 3 but it doesn't when I've seen trailers and seen gameplay footage, it doesn't look like the 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 first two games. It doesn't have that same sort of feel and look. So you you're not really a fan, is that fair? Well, I played it through, obviously, just out of like mental reasoning, but like, uh, well, I didn't like it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. How about Max Payne for the Dreamcast? I, I've I've heard that it was very close to being made or finished, but it was never released. Do you do you know much about that particular uh, version of the game? Yeah, I mean we did have a Dreamcast dev kit at the office, but we never put much attention to it. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess that was a proper choice being cast never took off pro- properly. Yeah, it sadly didn't sell too well. Yeah, agreed. Uh, how about the film? Max Payne, the film, starring Mark Wahlberg, obviously. <laughs> You've seen it, haven't you, Sammy? I take it. Yeah, we were in the world opening session right with whole company here in Finland film I would give two stars out of five it wasn't completely bad so to just saw it a few weeks ago it was aired here on the local TV right like uh it wasn't actually that bad as I remember it. But like they had added something like that yeah. winged creatures, etc. Yeah. I mean, Jeff, yeah. He didn't just to fit in the universe of both the game. To, um, I guess that that's what 
disturbed many of us the most. But, oh well. <laughs> did you, did they mention your company at the end? I think you said somewhere that it never actually credited Remedy. Is that true? Yes. Hmm. That's a bit mean, isn't it? A bit, a bit naughty, really. They should have given credit to the company that sort of created the game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rockstar is in the opening screens, but our company isn't even the in the long list of, of credits. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of Rockstar when they came in and sort of took over the Max Payne IP... Do you, were you happy then? Do you, do you think it was a bad mistake? Do you think they've kind of wasted the character? Uh, what do you think? Oh, I well, very happy because they paid us a lot of money. The IP, IP, so yeah. So okay, fair enough. Um, do you think there's will there ever be a Max Payne four? And would it ever be a, a thing that you would like to get involved in, or is that even possible? Or do you have any ideas for a potential Max Payne Four? I don't think there's going to be a Max Payne Four. It's a shame. Why? Why do you think? Can I ask? Well, I think our CEO said that after he saw the sale, sales info for Max Payne Three, I think he used the term. The death of, of an IP. Mm, very, yeah. I mean, that's quite <laughs> that's quite blunt, but I suppose, yeah, it's yeah, a shame, really, isn't we're, it? We're very straightforward people here in Finland. <laughs> no, I respect, and I respect that a lot. Good. Um, I mean, never say never. You know, it w- would you like, in an ideal world, to see Max Payne four, or do you not think? It, do you reckon that sort of boat sailed now? Oh, of course, I would like to see it, but uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. Fair enough. Because Max Payne 3 went through something like probably five different Rockstar Studios until mm. it came out so yeah they spent quite a ridiculous amount of money yeah Max Payne 3 didn't sell enough yeah okay I get that okay um, Alan Wake uh, another game that was a huge success for you and your team I mean, how did that game come about? Were you, what inspired you to make Alan Wake, and uh, what was your role on this game? Uh, I was the uh, I was the uh, credits, at least, as the uh, uh, lead technical artist. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was actually quite happy how the game did turn out but uh, it wasn't exactly as big of a commercial success as we were hoping 
be. Yeah. But I can also kind of ignorant at Microsoft marketing efforts. Yes, I... Which were pretty much existent the least. No point in crying after the milk has been spilled on the (laughs) floor. Yeah. So you think you think Microsoft can earn a bit more with marketing and promotion? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Again, but it has a lot of people like it. It's, It's you know a lot of people. I haven't played it truthfully. I'll be honest with you, Sammy. I haven't played it personally, but I know a lot of people do enjoy the game. Um, was it great to sort of create a whole new sort of game, moving on from Max Payne a little bit, and create this whole new character and series? Was it quite an exciting time for you? Yeah, it was, but uh, I think the biggest problem would be the fact that uh, we ended up uh, rewriting the core technology like three or four times yeah. because our designers wanted to ha- make an open world game but then it yeah. turned out that they couldn't actually really design an open world game so at the end of the day it ended up being a linear level-based game in an kind of an open-world engine. But, well, at least we got something done and shipped it. Yeah. No, good on you. Um, what games are you currently working on? Have you got any other... Have you got sequels or are you making whole new games? Is there any like, exciting things to talk about for, for Remedy? Um, well, I'm working at our new startup called uh, Combo Breaker. Ah. So, so have you have you left Remedy now then? Is that right? Yes. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay, Sam. So, yeah. So, what's the startup company about then? Sorry? What's, what's, what's the company called again and what, what are you working on? Uh, Combo Breaker. Right, okay. Yeah, and we're working on this uh, single player and multiplayer game called uh, Sociable Soccer. Of course. Sorry, I did read about. Obviously, uh, we are big sensible soccer fans, Sammy. We we love yeah. the original. And John Hare, who I, I, I want to talk about in a minute, uh, we've had on the site before. We had a text interview with John Hare. But Sociable Soccer, that's the spiritual successor. Is that right? Uh, yes, uh, John here is actually our uh, lead designer. <laughs> Brilliant, that's amazing. And do you do you work closely with John? Have you? I mean, is he living in Finland right now, or is he? Is it kind of remote contact? He's about every second week in Finland and every other week in London. Brilliant. He is a he is a bit of a gaming legend obviously british you know like like myself yeah. and uh, we're very proud of him and sociable soccer i'm looking forward to it can you tell us a bit more about it when, when do you think it'll be out is there any interesting features 
it's actually out already now right. on okay. uh, for for Windows on Steam and then on iOS devices and the next thing to come are on Android and then on a Nintendo Switch. Wow, okay, it interesting. It runs on both of those al- already. And after that, it's uh, going to be on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Right, interesting. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll get playing it. Yeah, so we are very multi-platform. It also does run on three different uh, uh, VR devices. Oh. But those VR devices are more like, uh, I wouldn't call them an exhibition gimmick, but uh, that's what they are because there's no money to be made on VR. Really? Okay. Unless you sell the company to say to Google or Facebook or something like that. Okay. Um, are you a football fan yourself, Sammy? Do you like football? Yes. Ah, what what team do you support? Can I ask? Uh, I guess I would need to pick either Manchester United or Liverpool. Oh, okay, brilliant. So you like the Premier League. Um, yeah. Were you always a fan of sensible soccer? I mean, how did this opportunity come about? Did you did you know John before, or? Yeah. <laughs> this is a funny sto- story. Yeah. He was speaking at the conference here in Helsinki. Yeah. And uh, um, two of our guys met him at a, a karaoke bar. Because John is also a huge music, music fan. And then things got sort of going on from there. And he said that he's been looking for a team to work on a sequel to Sensible Soccer. So we thought that like, oh hell, wh- why not? <laughs> uh, it's, I, I mean I, like I said I'm a massive fan of Sensible Soccer it's one of my favourite games on the Amiga back in the day did you used to play it back then as well yeah yeah and, uh, so he just I mean our so- sociable soccer is very arcade like so yeah, yeah, the yeah. matches are limited to three minutes yeah and so so forth. So it's. Uh, and is it? Can it, so, Sammy, is it called sociable soccer? Because it's kind of. Can you play with your friends online? Can you play two player? Is it? Is it all about having fun with your friends? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. I I have to. I knew the game was in development, so I didn't realise it was released yet. So I'm going to be checking that out, or I might wait for the Switch version because I, I've got a Switch. So that's that sounds like a perfect platform for it personally. Um, no, really interested. All right, brilliant. Um, is there any other exciting games in the future you're going to work on, or is he just just working fully on sociable soccer right now? Uh, just sociable soccer right now. 
I and stuff. You don't have like any decisions made on what we'll be doing next. Future, yeah. Okay. Could be a basketball game or uh, uh, like a hockey game. Yes. Yeah, something else, but in most likely something's related. It makes sense. You can make sociable basketball, like you said, or sociable uh, hockey. Yeah, it makes sense to keep the sort of look and yeah. feel going. I like it. Um, I'll put you on the spot a bit, Sammy. What are your f- top three video games of all time? Or of any platform, any era? Have you got a top three? Oh, that's a tough It's a tough, one. It's uh, a tough question. Okay. PC would be Diablo 2. Yes, great game. And then on Souls, uh, it would be something like the uh, God of War. Yeah. And Good choices. Uh, the, the, the Uncharted. Oh, okay. Yeah, three very good games. I like it. Um, Sammy, I've really enjoyed our chat today. I've got two more quick questions. I know you're busy. But if you... A bit of a random, another random question. If you could be transported, like sent into any of the games you've actually worked in and kind of live in that game for one day, which game would you choose and why? So would you like to live in Max Payne, for example? I guess I would actually prefer to live... In Alan Wake. Yes. Yeah. It's not as dark and gloomy. <laughs> yeah, good answer. Uh, and the final question, Sammy. Uh, if you could go for a drink with any video game character uh, across any game, who would you choose and why? Hold on, I wrote that down already to go to the computer. I think she that what did I write. Yeah, I've got it here actually. Um, oh, I think you said Mario. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to have a real character. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, the question was originally with any video character. Yeah. Yeah, then I would say it would be Mar- Mario. Mario. Good answer. Yeah. He'll be really, because he's done so much, hasn't he? I'm sure he's got some great stories. My daughter's, uh, one of her good friends, his father and mother, they they are originally Turkish. They own a a restaurant here. So, and uh, the, the guy's name, it's not his real name, but he looks j- just like Mario with a big uh, mustache, etc. Yeah. So everyone just calls him Mario. <laughs> That's great. So you kind of already had a drink of Mario, I guess, <laughs> in a well, funny way. At least I've been served a drink from Mario. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh Sammy look it's been a great chat I've really enjoyed it um, again thank you for making Max Payne uh, it's, it is a, one of my favourite games on the PC growing up so really really you know fair play to you for making such a top game and uh, yeah look good
good luck with sociable soccer. Uh, really interested to see, you know, see the different versions. I'll definitely give that a go very soon. So thank you. Yeah. It was nice talking to you anyway. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top tens, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.